Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, having trained more than 24,000 vets, helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura, answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good Saturday morning, everyone. It's January 23rd. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangora, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Maybe you've got a pig, a chicken, a parrot, a horse, a rabbit. Maybe you've got a bearded dragon. It doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. That's what we do here on Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. Hey, I got Brittany next to me. How are you doing, Brittany? Good. Good morning. How are you? Not bad. How was your week? It was good. Same as usual. Same busy. as usual. Busy, busy week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think we have a caller, yeah? We do from Northern California. Northern? We actually have, her name is Cindy. Cindy. All right. Northern California. Hey, Cindy. Welcome to Pet Talk today. How can I help you? Good morning. Good morning. I definitely need some help with a, a little dog. He's actually a 55-pound dog uh-huh. that we took in two years ago. He was, a, he was a street dog down in the Central Valley, and we adopted him and gave him a home. And this dog, we worked through a lot of different traumas with him, everything from going through doorways to having somebody pet him. And he's turned into a really loving dog, except for he's extremely aggressive with large dogs. The bigger the dog, the more fierce he attacks it. And right now, my daughter has moved in with us uh, through COVID, and she's brought her two dogs with her. And she has a very sweet elderly dog that's a shepherd mix. And my dog, Rocky, attacks her fiercely if we even leave them in the same room. And so we're currently keeping them on separate sides of the house. We try walking them together. We try giving Rocky a blanket with Sheikah's scent on it. We try two bed dogs in the living room, one in each one. But right now we're living with Rocky um, on a leash, a long leash, when we're in the house, and fearful that he's going to get a hold of Sheikah and kill her. Yeah. Do you know any, I know you said uh, it's a street dog. Do you know if it was in dog fights with other dogs? You might not know this, but do you have any history? We don't have any history. We do know this. He is extremely alert and aggressive towards men in hoodies. He hates any type of alcohol. He he will run and hide. We live up in the Redwoods, and he will hide if there's alcohol in the house. The scent of alcohol just scares him to death. 
and he reacts to words. Like, it's really funny. If you say the word shower, he runs. Um, all we can see, think is that we, they, they thought he belonged to a homeless person that was living along the railroad track. Um, the sound of trains scares him. And uh, we don't have any trains up here, but if we're traveling. So he came with a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know nothing about his path. We have a little dachshund. He does not hurt the dachshund. He does not hurt little dogs. It's just dogs that are bigger than him that he, it's like a, a fight. Yeah. Now that's pretty severe. And, and a couple things, you know, you had used the word trauma, you know, several times. And yeah, dogs can have trauma just like people do. Now, we don't know all the details, but typically, you know, if, if you're a dog on the street, you know, a lot of times there's going to be trauma and there might be, you know, a couple dogs fighting for the same resources. You know, a lot of times they're getting in trash, you know, uh, dumpsters to get their food. Um, and, and a lot of times there's other dogs around looking at that same food source and they definitely, you know, could, could be fighting. But there's a couple other things that we've got going on here that are significant. You know, you talked about, um, not only the aggressive, you know, towards the two dogs that have now come into your home, but you also talked about men in hoodies, uh, hats, the smell of alcohol, seeing the word shower. Now, a hat and the smell of alcohol, men in hoodies, saying the word shower. Those things, there's no real threat. However, there could have been a really traumatic experience with a past owner and there was lots of alcohol and now that smell of alcohol becomes like the cue for that situation. And if there was abuse there, um, that could be triggering things, you know, men in hoodies. Now it could be a case where, like I said, there could have been some trauma from a guy in, in a hoodie. Um, I doubt whether the, that there was previous trauma saying the word shower. Okay. It's possible. It's possible. But you also mentioned that, hey, we had a dog that wouldn't go through the doorway. You couldn't get people to pet it. When we have a dog that has all of these severe things, and it's not just one thing. It's more generalized. And we have things that we say, wow, this is really odd. It's strange. It's abnormal. Um, you know, there are nuisance behaviors that dogs have, like jumping, barking, you know, getting up on the furniture or stealing something from the countertop. But when we're talking about severe aggression or severe fears, phobias, and when we're talking about not just one, but two and three, in all these different areas, we've got these very severe abnormal behaviors. Most of the time, a component of that behavior problem resides in the neurochemistry of the dog. Okay. And so for this, yeah, you need training, you need behavior modification, you need to work with someone that really can help you and understands behavior modification because this is, you know, pretty, pretty severe stuff. But you also need to find a veterinarian behaviorist. 
Okay, because this dog needs to be evaluated to see if it needs behavior medication in addition. Just like we have people that have had trauma and Mm -hmm. and they need medication, too. And they've got to be stabilized. Oftentimes they can't do the counseling or the therapy, you know, as long as they're, you know, freaking out about everything that's going on around them and, and, and they can't focus. And when we've got to present these triggers to your dog to try to desensitize it right now, your dog's having a meltdown. So it's going to need some help there. So your first step, contact a veterinarian behaviorist. So I would do a search for your city and then type in veterinarian behaviorist, okay, and uh, see them first. That's your first step. And then I would look for um, a certified applied animal behaviorist that can do the training and, you know, the the desensitization work with uh, with your, mm-hmm. your dog, okay? But that's where you okay. need to go with that, okay? Okay. Great. Give, Thank you so much. Absolutely. You know, give that a give that a shot. Do me a favor. We love to hear from folks. Follow up. Let us know how things went. Did you end up getting a behaviorist? Did you see a veterinarian behaviorist? Give us an update. Would you do that? Oh, I guess she went off the line. Okay. Well, if you're hearing me, if you're still on the radio, give us an update. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we are taking your calls and answering your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, maybe you've got a dog or a cat that's out of control, give us a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX, those outside of Phoenix, call us toll-free. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions, some even ridiculous, and taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up? With your pet just not listening. Well, that's what we do here at Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training problems. Give me a call. Learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, give us a call at... 866-536-1100, and that's toll-free. Right now, it is time for Pet Talk News. (laughs) 
First up in Pet Talk News, there is a dog food recall. Certain dry pet foods are under recall after the confirmed deaths of at least 28 dogs and 70 unconfirmed deaths, according to the Food and Drug Administration. Certain lots of sport mixed dog and cat food may contain potentially deadly levels of aflatoxin, the FDA warned. Midwestern Pet Food Incorporated announced the recall of certain dog and cat food, all with expiration dates of March 2nd or 3rd, 2022. Pet food brand listed under Sport Mix are Sport Mix Energy Plus, Sport Mix Premium High Energy, Sport Mix Original Cat, Pro Pack, Splash, Noon, and Sport Mix Trail labels are affected by the recall. The food was also sold nationwide. Symptoms of aflatoxin poisoning include sluggishness, loss of appetite, vomiting, jaundice, and diarrhea. Even if pets that consume the food are not showing signs of illness, owners are still urged to contact the veterinarian because of possible long-term liver damage. Pets are highly susceptible to aflatoxin poisoning because unlike people who eat a varied diet, pets generally eat the same food continuously over extended periods of time. If a pet's food contains aflatoxin, the toxin could accumulate in the pet system as they continue to eat the same food. In our second story, there's an armed man in military gear who invaded a pet shelter and asked where all the cats are. A man wearing military tactical gear and carrying a rifle kidnapped an Australian animal shelter worker on Monday, bound her and threatened to shoot her unless she revealed where all the cats are. Tony Whitman, 44, a former soldier, was charged in Melbourne Magistrate's Court with kidnapping, false imprisonment, aggravated burglary, armed robbery, and firearm offenses connected with the incident at the Lost Dogs Home in Cranbourne. The shelter employee, a 23-year-old woman, was approached in the shelter's parking lot around 10.20 p.m. Monday by a man in camouflage clothing, believing he was a police officer. She got out of her car. The man then displayed his rifle and ordered her into the shelter, where he forced her to kneel down, tied her hands with zip ties, and demanded to know where the cats were. The suspect left without taking anything, and the woman was able to free herself. However... The following day, Whitman showed up at the shelter for an appointment he had made Monday afternoon to retrieve a cat he said that was supposed to be a support animal for a friend with mental illness. He was subsequently arrested and police say he confessed during an interview to the kidnapping. Representing himself in a bail hearing Wednesday, Whitman told the court that he suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. And a police detective said Whitman served in Australia's military from 1995 to 1997 and was discharged for failing to render efficient service. Bail was denied and Whitman is scheduled to return to the court in April. So that's today's Pet Talk News. I think we're going to go ahead, maybe now's a good time to maybe take some of our email questions. Do we have anything, Brittany? Well, we actually have a couple of people on the line. We oh. have Jane and Phoenix. Well, we don't want to miss Jane. Jane, I'm sorry I was going to do email before you. Jane and Phoenix, welcome to Pet Talk today. How can I help you? Well, I had a cat. I think I've had him nine or ten years. Mm-hmm. He was a feral kitten, but he has become very tame. Until just recently, he has started attacking uh, really bad, biting and scratching and normal things that 
help with other cats, like a spray bottle, mm-hmm. only make him more angry mm-hmm. and make him attack worse. Yeah. So I've been having a lot of trouble with him, sure. especially because he listens to me. I'm the boss, and he has <laughs> scratches and bites all over my hands and feet. He won't listen even to me. He's really upset, and I just don't know what to do with him at this point. Yeah, I, I get it. That's a tough situation to be in. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Has anything changed in the environment recently since since the time that this began? Okay. At first, nothing at all that I could see. And then um, I did notice that my roommate was going through something um, like an emotional thing, and he loves my roommate. And after that, he has been down, but... After that, there were some changes. Uh, we got a new kitten who still isn't in the house. He's in the roommate's room because neither cat has their shots yet. And then we got another roommate. He does not like the newest roommate at all. And it turns out that that one doesn't know how to get along with animals. And... My cat seems to be really jealous. If I'm anywhere near that roommate, my cat will attack me. The the which which one? The the one that doesn't interact well with animals or the one that the, the cat loves? The one who doesn't interact well, the newest roommate. Okay. And when you get around that individual, the cat's attacking you? Yes. Okay. Prior to the cat going after you, prior to the bite. What's the cat doing? Uh, he is hissing yeah, and yeah, okay. uh, growling. Yeah. At, at that individual, right? Yeah. Okay. So what you have is owner-directed aggression and what you have is redirected aggression. Okay. Um, your cat is overwhelmed when it sees this under other individual in that particular context. It's overwhelmed. It's in fight or flight. It doesn't know what to do, but it will go after whatever is closest to it. Chances are you were closer to the cat than that other roommate. Is that true? Well, when he gets like that, he will actually follow us around the house Mm -hmm. and he's in attack mode. Yeah. You've got a lot of things. Go ahead. He, he'll, yesterday, he, his name is Elton. He followed him until he got in the bedroom and shut the door. Mm-hmm. And then he followed me, mm-hmm. um, and wanted to attack me, even though Elton was shut in his bedroom. Sure. So you've got a lot going on. You know, you talked about the fact that, um, you've got two different roommates. Uh, you talked about getting a new kitten. So all of those changes are going to increase anxiety, especially you've got a feral cat. Now, you said you've had the cat for 10 years. So, yeah, it has become more and more domesticated. But the fact is it was still a feral cat, okay? When we have this serious kind of aggression, and like you said, one of the key things that you said is that um, the things you normally would do with a cat don't work. And, and one of the reasons is, I don't know if you heard the caller before me, but one of the things you're dealing with is most likely something that is genetic or neurochemical. Um, so 
in this instance, your cat definitely needs and can benefit from behavioral medicine. So you need to make an appointment with your veterinarian. Now, before that, they need to do a complete physical workup because the first thing we need to do is make sure, hey, is anything else physically contributing to the behavior, okay? The second thing that you need to do is to begin to create positive associations with uh, these triggers that, you know, the cat is um, growling at, hissing at, and biting, okay? Um, for that, we've got to first create a marker system because you want to positively reinforce good behavior around the triggers. So even if your cat even takes a look at that individual, we want to reward that. And then what would be a good idea is if we could move the cat back about five steps. Now, we don't want you getting hurt. We don't want the roommate getting hurt. So we're going to want you to put a harness on the cat. We're going to want you to put a leash on the cat, okay? And I can't even get my cat into a carrier. Really? You're, so I, this I cat to... won't put the leash on? Okay, so what no, we're going to do I, first... I can't even get him to, to, to the vet to get him a shot. Yeah. Well, we can also... You know what I want you to do? Because you've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I'm going to give you my work number, and I'm going to ask that you give me a call so that I can really spend some time with you. Could you do that? Sure. Okay. So give me a call at my business so that I can spend some time because there's a lot that we can do to help with this, but but this is complicated. It, it's a tough situation. Did you find a pen? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So my number is 602-769-1411. Give me okay. a call. If we don't answer, that's my business line. Leave a message with your phone number, and then we'll get back to you. I've got to take a quick break here. Um, if you have a dog or a cat with a behavior problem, Give us a call, 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. We've got to go to break, but when we come back, we will be taking more of your calls after we return back from the news. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? 
Are you fed up with your pets just not listening? Maybe you've got a pig, a chicken, a parrot, a horse, a rabbit. Maybe you've got a bearded dragon. It doesn't matter what kind of pets you have. That's what we do here on Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now. Learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. Give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602 602- 277-5369-602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of the Phoenix area, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. We have a couple more callers on the line. We have Carmen in Tucson. Carmen in Tucson. Hey, Carmen. Good morning. Welcome to Pet Talk today. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Um, I have a dog who constantly... Barks that people go up that knock on, you know, to come to the door. Um, anybody that walks across the sidewalk. And sometimes it's just very annoying because you can't talk to the person because he's so loud and barking. So how do I stop him from doing that? Sure. That's a great question. Um, so, Carmen, let me ask you just a couple questions. What kind of dog do you have? A uh, multi-poo. A multi-poo. Okay. When your dog, your multi-poo, is barking at people that are across the street on the sidewalk, is that happening when your dog's outside or inside the house? Inside. Okay. Now, I'm assuming your dog's looking out a window. Yes. Okay. And what type of furniture is your uh, dog getting up on that allows it to look out the window? On the, the top of the sectional. Top of the sectional. Okay. So we're going to talk about a couple different things that you can do. But one of the things is, okay, we can eliminate the problem of barking at people that are across the street on the sidewalk by teaching your dog not to get up on that piece of furniture without permission. Because you're... Your dog needs the trigger of seeing the people across the street in that particular instance, okay? So... Rather than just going straight into correcting your dog, teaching your dog an alternative behavior, not getting up on the furniture without permission. I, you know, I'm sure you love having your, your dog up there with you so that you can, you know, have it in your lap and love on it. But that doesn't mean it needs to be up on the furniture barking at things that are going, walking, you know, across the street on the sidewalk. So one of the things that I have people do with treats, I have you lure your dog up onto the piece of furniture. And as your dog goes up there, I want you to say the word up and then give the food reward. And then I want you to take another food reward and I want you to lure your dog off of that piece of furniture. And I want you to say off. And you're going to do that about 30 times in a row. So we're going to go lure with food up, Give the food reward, lure with food down, say off, that's one. We're going to lure with food back up on the piece of furniture, say up, give the dog the food, lure the dog back off with the food, we're going to say off, that would be two. And you're going to do that 30 times in a row, and you're going to do that at least three to five times a week, and you're going to do that probably for two, three weeks before it's really going to get ingrained. At that point, you're going to start asking for that behavior without a food lure in your hand, but you're going to pretend that you've got food in your hand, okay? You're still going to give the food reward, but this time it's going to come out of your pocket or a treat pouch or, or something like that. Um, once you can 
command your dog up and off, you can begin to use the off command to be able to get your dog off and stay off. Now, it's going to take a little time to, you know, to do that. Um, now, when it comes to the door and, and somebody being at the door and, and even the one at the window. Okay. We're going to talk about corrections and we're going to talk about being proactive rather than just being reactive. Now we got to be a little careful because you've got a little dog. Okay. Um, what we want to do. Okay. With your little dog, we, we don't want to give a physical correction. Okay. Cause it's a little dog, but one of the things that needs to happen when your dog engages in the unwanted behavior, something unpleasant, Something unpleasant needs to happen. There needs to be a consequence. Now, that does not mean in any way we should be doing anything that's going to cause fear or pain or intimidation. Again, it's just something unpleasant that happens with that behavior. So you could have a water spray bottle where you could give a little squirt and do it exactly when your dog is barking. Okay. And make sure when you do that, you're also at the same time saying quiet. Every time, because when that word quiet is paired with the undesirable correction, okay, that water sprayer, eventually just the word quiet is going to be a cue for the dog that, hey, something unpleasant might happen. And then this way you're teaching your dog how to be quiet on command, okay? Now, I talked about being proactive. You know, you might not have a lot of people coming to the door. And so if we don't have the ability in a short enough period of time to do repetitions of training, it takes a really long time for a dog to get it or they just won't get it at all because dogs need conditioning. It's not like a person. We can tell them what to do and boom, they got it. We've got to walk them through that scenario, rehearse those behaviors over and over and over, put them on cue, reward the correct behavior. And only after we've done that work, for in some cases, one to two months, are we going to have reliability with that where we can ask for that? Um, now, being proactive means that you're baiting the dog. So in this case, you're going to have somebody ring the doorbell, knock on the door, and that gives you the opportunity to be able to then correct your dog. Then you're going to have them do it again. You're going to correct your dog. Now, if in the process of having them ring the doorbell or knock, your dog does not bark, you have to reward your dog. We can't just be correcting and making something unpleasant happen when your dog is barking and pairing that with the word quiet. We also need to teach your dog what the right behavior is, what we want your dog to be doing. So in that case, again, when your dog doesn't take the bait, when your dog doesn't bark, reward your dog Use high value food rewards. Do you think you can practice that? Um, yeah, I mean, how many times should I be practicing a day? Well, once a day, you want to go ahead and, like I said, um, with the other thing, you know, the up and off, okay, you're going to do 30 repetitions of that a day. With the door thing, how you're going to know how long to do that? And that's a great question. If you can get three wins, let's say the doorbell knocks or excuse me, the doorbell rings or you knock on the door and your dog doesn't take the bait, doesn't bark, and you reward the dog. And then a second time right after that, somebody knocks, rings the bell, your dog doesn't take the bait again. It gets a second reward. And then a third time we bait the dog, and if the dog doesn't take the bait, we reward the dog. After three wins in a row, we're done with that exercise for the day. Now, 
We also have to be reactively correcting. So we have to be, we don't know when just, you know, out of the blue, someone might come to the door too. So it's not just being proactively setting the dog up, but we got to be ready reactively too. What that means is that we've got to have our water sprayer. Uh, we've got to um, have high value food rewards with us as well. Okay. Okay. Try that. Put some time into that. Give that, you know, some work. And then do me a favor. Give us a call back. Let us know how things are going. Hopefully it works for you. But you know what? If it doesn't, give us a call back. We'll make some adjustments to it. Because the thing about animals, it's not like fixing a broken car or a broken wash machine or a broken refrigerator. Um, because it's an animal. It's, it's, we're dealing with behavior and behavior is very fluid. You know, one animal is going to respond one way. Another animal might respond a completely different way. And then we've got to change how we're addressing and how we're working uh, with that animal. So give us a call back. Let us know how things are going. Would you do that? Sure. All Thank right. You. I appreciate that. Appreciate the call. Do we have another one? We do. We have Kathy and Phoenix on the line. Kathy and Phoenix. Hey, Kathy. Welcome to Pet Talk today. How can I help you? Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I have a dog. Well, he, when we leave the house, he, we lock him up into the other room and he finds a way to come back into the living room and then he goes and pees everywhere. Like he's mad. He gets mad at us. And I'm like, oh, this is every day, every, every time I go outside, I'll step outside to get the mail. And he'll pee right there by the kitchen table or something. Okay. So I just don't know what's yeah. going on with him. But he's been, he's not a puppy anymore. Sure. How old is he? I want to say like six, seven oh. years, okay. maybe. And how long have you had him? I've had him since he's been a puppy. And he's, what's house, he's house trained because he gets up and we put him outside and he stays outside for a while and then I bring him back in. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know why he does that. Okay. So you got a couple things going on. Okay. You've got um, a dog that has probably a little bit of separation anxiety and you've got a potty training issue. Okay. Now, some of the going to the bathroom in the house could be related to that separation anxiety, but we've got to talk about how we're going to deal with the separation anxiety. We've got to talk about how we're going to uh, deal with this potty training, but I've got to hit a break right now so we can hear from our sponsors, but hold on the line. Would you do that? When we okay. come back, I'm going to address how we would deal with that. I'm your host, Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX. We need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will be talking more about how do you deal with a dog with separation anxiety? How do you deal with potty training, even if it's a dog that you've had for a while and it's older? We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. <laughs> Oh, 
Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Will Bangura. You are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some help? Well, that's what we do here at Pet Talk Today. I'm here to answer all of your pet behavior and training questions. If you're in Phoenix and you've got a dog or a cat or another pet that's got some issues, give me a call. The number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Before we went to break, we were talking to Kathy in Phoenix, and Kathy's got a problem with an older dog that uh, she, I believe, kind of pens up in a particular area. The dog escapes out of that area um, and also is uh, peeing all over the house. Um, so, Kathy, are you still with us? Okay. So Kathy, we got a couple issues. We got separation anxiety and we got potty training. Okay. And we may have a third and that's crate training. Okay. Um, just keeping your dog gated up or whatever is not working because your dog's escaping. Correct. Right. Right. Lock him into the kitchen. Yeah. That's not working. Have you ever had your dog in a crate? No. Okay. So what we have to first do is we've got to crate train the dog because we need that so it can't escape. We also need that for potty training. We're not going to successfully do that without crate training. So here's the first thing. Do you feed on a schedule or free feed? Um, he, he free feeds. Okay, so we're going to do something different, Kathy. You're going to start feeding on a schedule. You're going to okay. feed twice a day, and okay. you're going to put the food down for only five minutes. Whatever your dog eats, great. Whatever it doesn't, you're going to pick it up, okay. set it back down 12 hours later. Don't worry if your dog takes a couple days to figure that out and doesn't eat. Your dog will not starve itself. Right. I've never had a dog go on a hunger strike or commit suicide by not eating. It will happen. Just hang in there, okay, because sometimes okay. it takes a little bit. Now, I want you to get a crate. The crate should be about a little bit bigger than your dog. Your dog should be able to lay down comfortably, but it shouldn't be huge. Huge crates, dogs are going to go in the corner and they're going to pee or do their business, and then they're going to move to the other corner, lay down. The whole thing with potty training and crate training, we want to make it uncomfortable that if they go in the crate, they're going to be uncomfortable because they have to lay in it. Now, before we put the dog in the crate. We got to associate something positive with the crate. So we're going to start by just putting the food in the back of the crate, setting the dog in the crate, leaving the door open. And again, we're just going to let five minutes go by. After that, we're picking up that bowl, no matter what they ate or not. We're going to do that again, 12 hours later. Okay. You're going to do that for a while to help Pair something positive, food. Most dogs like food. We pair that with the crate. There's no pressure. We're not closing the door. The dog doesn't have to stay in there. We're making it positive. The second thing I want you to begin to do, and you'll do this throughout the day, okay, um, 30 times throughout the day. I don't. I would do maybe three in a row at least, okay, but you can spread this out throughout the day, or you can do it 30 times in a row. You're going to have a high-value food reward like chicken or something like that. Show okay. it. Show it to the dog. Kind of lure the dog to the crate, throw that little piece of chicken into the crate. As your dog goes into the crate following that piece of food, I want you to say, kennel. What we're doing is we're associating, we're teaching the dog to go in there, get a high value food reward. That's positive. And we're associating the word kennel with that behavior. 
We're not asking for it yet. We're just making associations. We're just rehearsing the behavior so that we can create a pattern and that your dog begins to understand, okay? Okay. Now, you're going to do that for about three weeks. Okay. After three weeks, that should be a very positive thing for your dog. Then what you're going to do is you're going to start, when the dog goes in to eat its food, you're going to close the door. Okay. When the dog's done, you're going to open the door. Okay. The other thing I want you to do, do you know what a Kong toy is? They kind of look, it's rubber. It looks like a little beehive. It's got a hole in the center. Yeah. Okay. I want you to get two of those medium-sized Kong toys. And what I want you to do is I want you to pack peanut butter in there and I want you to freeze them. Put them in the freezer. Okay. Okay. And then what I want you to do is one day when you're hanging out with your dog, give your dog that frozen peanut butter treat. Let's see if your dog loves that. Okay. Okay. If your dog happens to love that frozen peanut butter treat, then what I want you to do, remember I said we're going to transition to the dog goes into the crate, gets its food. We close that door while it's eating. Okay. You're going to start leaving the dog in there after about a week of that you're going to put the dog in give it a frozen kong toy and then you're going to leave for 15 minutes come back we're going to little by little add more time to that but hopefully that frozen kong toy is going to keep your dog busy it's something positive and your dog's not going to have you know a lot of anxiety now that's just for the crate training the potty training the number one rule supervise or crate can't crate till you got the crate training done. The dog needs to be in your eyesight at all times. We can't afford to let the dog have an accident, okay, without okay. there being a consequence because that's just getting conditioned. So right. having the dog in your eyesight, and maybe you put it on leash to make that easier for you until this problem is resolved, gives you the opportunity to see the accident, give a good firm no, correcting the dog, okay? Now, Again, when you can't watch your dog, you've got a crate because that's the biggest problem until the thing is resolved. Now, on the flip side, we've got to teach the dog again where we want it to go. So you're going to get your dog outside more frequently than you have been. And you're going to wait until your dog does its business and you're going to give a high value food reward as soon as it's done doing its business. Okay. Okay. And you've got to do this for a couple months. Now, there's another issue. We've got to clean up all the areas where your dog had gone to the bathroom. Their sense of smell is incredible. They can smell a drop of blood that's a mile away. Okay. So cleaning products that we use to get rid of the odor of pet stains for us humans, Mm -hmm. they'll get rid of it for us, but not for the dog. We have to use an enzyme-based product. Um, I like S-C-O-E. 10X. That's S-C-O-E-10X.com is their website. And that is the best product to really get rid of the odor. You also need to use a black light. If you don't use a black light, you're not going to find many of the places where your dog had peed and had an accident. Okay. Okay. That's going to let you know where you need to clean up. So you're going to clean all that up every night. At the end of the night, I want you to crate your dog and then when when your dog's crate trained <clears throat> and then go through the house with that black light. See how well you did supervising okay. or confining. Did you did you maybe did the dog run away and, and you didn't know about it and have an accident? Well, you're going to find out. Yep, there they are. I hear them. Make sure they bring them up to the radio so they hear this. Okay, But 
you've got to clean it up properly. Okay. And then we're going to do one more thing. We are going to mark our territory. Now that sounds crazy. I don't want you peeing in the house now, okay? But what I want you to do is I want you to take a Q-tip. After you've cleaned everything up, I want you to go ahead and put that Q-tip in your mouth, get it wet with saliva, and then I want you to rub that over the area where the dog went to the bathroom. Okay. That's your scent. And you are going to be able to, you know, mark that. And that's just something a little bit psychologically that you can do. Now, you need to do this for about 30 days. You need to do that, you know, uh, at least. So give that a shot and do me a favor. Call us back. Let us know, you know, how things went with that. Let us know. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, we're just about out of time today. I want to thank everyone that submitted questions or called in. Be sure not to miss an episode of Pet Talk Today by subscribing to our podcast, which has a complete archive of all of the Pet Talk Today live radio shows. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any of the podcast uh, sites that are hosting podcasts. Look for Pet Talk Today. Do me a favor, give us a five-star review if you like that. Also, keep up to date on what's happening next on Pet Talk Today by visiting and liking our Facebook page. If you've got questions or ideas about show topics or would like us to cover something that we haven't, send me an email. The email address is will at pettalktoday.com. Brittany, thank you. It's been a pleasure as usual. And to all our listeners, be sure to listen to Pet Talk Today next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on 1100 KFNX. I'm Will Bangura. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Have a great weekend. Up next after news is financial guru Angie Samuels and the Safe Money Radio Show. Stay tuned. We're out of here. <laughs>